Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey George. Hey Ryan's. How's it going? Good. I like uh I like your jacket there. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh it, it, it was my my main Christmas present, but you know, as I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise NCC 1701D, I thought it was appropriate <laughs> for me to wear my <laughs> wear my my jacket to our our first outing you know yeah i'd like to believe that if he was left haggard somewhere to become like captain of the mountain that he would have a beard like yours so like you'd be you i think your your cosplaying is like old like grizzled picard yeah like 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 it's like old man logan but picard you know which is yeah. actually doubly ironic because patrick stewart is going to be in old man logan so just it's all I don't coming even know full what that circle. Means. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's it's synergy. Yeah. <laughs> you cross cross marketing. So the game we're going to talk about this time is I think probably the end all be all of classic video games. So we just had to get it out of the way, right? Yeah. Super Mario World. Not Super Mario Absolutely. Brothers, not Super Mario 3, which a couple people argued with me and said that was the quintessential Mario game. But not Doki Doki Panic. Not which Doki Doki like... Panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Super Mario World. So quick, you know, stats rundown. So it was uh, originally on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's been re-released 157 times on like every other system ever. Um, <laughs> came to the U.S. August 13th, 1991, which means uh, we were both about, what, six? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, I would have had a Super Nintendo by that point which would have been my older brothers, which I'm sure is why I don't have memories playing it at six, <laughs> but not until about eight or nine. Um, do you, do you remember when you first got your hands on this? Uh, honestly, it's, it's one of those things where at this point, I don't remember a time when I hadn't played super Mario world, <laughs> you know, like, like I can't imagine my life like without it. Like I just remember cause I had my, um, super Nintendo was at my father's house, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I just remember like always going there and being like super excited because, you know, he didn't care how many video games I played. So I would just park in front of that. And this is definitely a game where you can lose hundreds and hundreds of hours, you know? So uh, especially back in the day when, you know, you didn't have the internet. So finding the (laughs) secrets was like just something you could spend, like you probably spend two hours on one level, just trying to find like the special gate. And then, you know, talking to your friend whose brother worked at Nintendo because everybody had, yeah, everybody had an uncle or a cousin, (laughs) Yeah, man, my my uncle works at Nintendo. He's super good friends with the Toadstool man. <laughs> yeah, the only the only person that uh, that you really hated was a guy who's like, yeah, no, man, my my uncle works at Nintendo. He helped make Battle Toads, and you're like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> your uncle is a hater of children. <laughs> yeah, your uncle, your uncle's a bad man. It's a bad person. <laughs> uh, so, last two things. Um, 20 million copies sold, which when I first read that number, I was like, wow. Oh, wait, it was bundled with the original Super Nintendo. (laughs) So it's not that it's not an impressive number, but I mean, it's kind of like saying, you know, Tetris, which was bundled with the original Game Boy. It's it's, you kind of. Yeah, you almost have to remove those sales figures, but there was no other way to get a Super Nintendo that didn't come with Super Mario World. So I guess we can't hold it against them. 
And uh, <laughs> as you might imagine, it was universally praised when it was first released. Um, I didn't realize looking through some of the old reviews, there were three different uh, American gaming magazines made just by Nintendo. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. there were. I didn't realize there was like alternatives to Nintendo Power and like pre and, and concurrent runs. Uh, and then there was like EGM and PC Mag and, and these other ones. But I mean, obviously, the Nintendo ones were pretty, you know, thumbs up on the flagship Super Nintendo game. So, again, I don't want to say those ratings don't count, but they do feel a little. Uh, eh. Yeah, no, I, d- I did not know. Yeah, because it was like Nintendo Power or nothing, you know, and I absolutely had a subscription to Nintendo Power oh, and yes. had pounds and pounds and because pa- that was the only way that like you could get that kind of information back then. And and it was it was lore, you know, like like you were <laughs> you were the librarian, you know, like you were the power nerd. I never had um what what was that like Nintendo Power Gauntlet, whatever oh, the, that the, the power glove. Yeah, the power glove. Yeah, no, I never, <laughs> never quite got to that eleven, but I was walking out at like a nine. So. Yeah, we, uh, we. I, I mean, it was my brother's. I think by the time I was old enough to play with it, I already knew it was like super lame. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, even then, I was aware that it was trying super hard to look futury. Like, yeah. Even as an eight-year-old, I was like, man, this thing really wants me to know it's from the future oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so i think that was bundled with a game i can't remember what it was called but it was like a wall ball game where you like you swung your hand to like knock the ball back against the wall it had like a faux depth it was yeah i mean it was like the one kind of like Wii bowling like the one game that (laughs) really makes sense for those controls i don't know man like i I, like i said like i all i remember about the power glove like in my current mind state is just it is it is like a gun with a barrel that points towards you you know where it's just kind of like i cannot imagine even a single use for that <laughs> like i'm sure if you got really creative you could figure out like like one or two use uses for this tool that is obviously worse than the base tool you know yeah it just really wanted to be from the future nintendo has a long and storied history of weird input methods yeah, weird, weird peripherals. That's why I would just, I would really love it if Nintendo went to making just games and stopped making systems that, you know, like have a reverse IV into my wallet, I think. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pump, pump money into your wallet. I don't know if they'll ever yeah. make games that do that, but I, I take your meaning. <laughs> so let's talk about Super Mario World. So uh, I want to break it down a little bit, like uh, into a few pieces. Uh, so the visuals, um, is there anything bad to say about the graphics in this game? Like they're just beautiful. They are. They're they're, they're very stunning. I think, and, and and I think probably the issue too is that even looking at it as a thirty-one-year-old, they're they're iconic. You know, like like you just can't look at Super Mario Brothers or I mean, the Super Mario World and not like immediately like like be like, oh yeah, no, the graphics are are great for that system. The shading's very, very good, all things considered. It's just, yeah, it's 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 immaculate. I mean, what are you gonna say? You know? And I I'm sure this is uh like a lot of these things is, is colored a little bit by the nostalgia goggles, but I when I think of Mario, like if someone says picture Mario in your head, the Super Mario World version is what I think of. Not Super hmm. Mario Brothers, not 
Smash Brothers or or the any of the 3D ones, but like I think of that sprite in those colors probably yeah. because I put more hours into Super Mario World <laughs> than any other game Mario is a character in, but like that's I I think of him as a, as a, a a pixel character. So already the 3D ones are kind of out and the right. the pixel graphics in that were reused in so many promotional items in uh any kind of uh you know like a website or or a magazine or something that's trying to be like cool and retro like that's the era they always seem to go for so you were just even if you weren't playing the game you were just drinking that in all the time and oh, yeah. i played a lot of mario paint which had that like style of of mario in it as well <laughs> yeah i always wanted to play uh mario paint but it that that's a, another story for another. I never got the chance to. But actually, you you make a very a very interesting a very good point and and interesting too because I didn't think about it until you just said it. But pretty much every single parody that I can think of that parodies Super Mario Brothers, it uses those sprites. You know, yeah. like it doesn't go with the N sixty four and it doesn't go with the NES. It always uses like Super Mario World, Mario and Luigi. I mean, well Mario because well, yeah, nobody. Mario. Mario and white and green Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, I guess that this is also too, I think the last time when we see Mario and Luigi, like as just kind of inverted sprites of one another, you know? Uh, like, yeah, this probably was the end of like the color swap era of Mario yeah, and Luigi. To where well, they actually were- I mean, I guess to be, I don't know if it's fair to say, well, they weren't the just palette swaps in Super Mario Brothers 2 because that was not really a Mario game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that'd be like saying, you know, like, well, you know, Die Hard 2, they did X, Y and Z. It's like, yeah, they, they you're not you're not wrong, but <laughs> but you're not like really spiritually correct either. You know? Get out of here, man. You don't know. Die Hard. <laughs> but so, yeah, so visuals. Do you, amazing. Yeah, do you feel like there's uh, anything that's not like the the canonical version now because uh this is where we got yoshi mm-hmm. um and i read i remember reading somewhere that they actually wanted to do yoshi in an earlier game but there was like programming complications so they they wanted to do him earlier but like they didn't so this is the the canonical version of yoshi is is the super mario one uh, right. or the super mario world one and then uh the booze the the goddamn wizard guy i can't think of his name <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the wizard guy the wizard guy is definitely in this one boo i'm i'm confident that boo is, is isn't boo in super mario 3 yes there are boos before super mario world but again like google you yeah. know boo and you're gonna get either screenshots from super mario 64 or you're gonna get a hundred billion sprites from super yeah. mario world or 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 a big giant pink dude, depending on how you spell boo. But oh, you yeah, know, true, true. <laughs> Spelling matters, kids. <laughs> Stay in school and 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 know how to spell boo. But <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I definitely think that yeah, and like the wizard guy, the uh, oh, what was it? Because like this was the first one, and I really think that they did uh, a good job stretching their legs with it. Because like all of the other Mario's were limited largely by like the hardware you know there was literally only so many bad guys there could be and if you look at like the end credits it's just kind of like look at all of these different you know monsters that we threw in there with like crazy the baddies yeah like look at look at all of this stuff and it's all for you but yeah like um because uh, i think we both beat the game right we did yeah 
Um, I think you actually beat it properly. Like uh, the first time, no, and it was by accident. But I'll get to that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So when I was watching it at the end, I I beat it improperly, and so I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that was in here. Oh yeah, I forgot that was in here. Oh, I probably should have played this all the way through like normally. <laughs> oh man, that part of the game that I didn't bother to play through looks super fun. Woohoo! But <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, but yeah, vi- I noticed too the the other thing about the visuals in this, and and this is just a, a testament to my my love of pixel graphics is whenever you're somewhere where there's like something that sparkles, like when you you get around the first uh, boo house and through the castle that's right there, and you go like into the cave, there's mm-hmm. like little sparkles. Oh yeah, and then like mm-hmm. when you get to the, the the special world and the star road, there's like little sparkles, and it's if you actually look at it, like if you sit and look at that, it's like. A, a little pixel cross like a one a one by one pixel cross and then it's like a one by one pixel x and then it goes back to being a one by one it like it's not complicated it's not even particularly novel or clever and yet when you look at that you know exactly what that is you're like that's a little twinkle like that thing is twinkling it's yeah it's it's just it's something about those like super simple 16-bit graphics that it, it's in a lot of ways, I actually kind of prefer it. Like I kind of love looking at that art style. Well, it just falls so strongly on the left side of the uncanny Valley, you know? So like, <laughs> true. <laughs> like, so, you know, like, 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 cause that's one of the things that you like with N64 and stuff like that, that just kind of like where the visuals, like just tank so hard. And I think like, honestly, <laughs> that's going to be rough playing some of those through the nostalgia goggles because i remember like when we <laughs> when you first play those you're like three dimensions oh my god that's a whole extra dimension <laughs> like it's like there was a fire sale on dimensions and i just got an extra one you know but like yeah but when, when you're dealing with like uh you know like false 3d you know and uh and those old sprites yeah like your, your mind just like projects onto it like what it should be you know and so yeah just it looks like like amazing and like like really easy to get lost in like you know this, this like big mystery and uh, it, like uh the vastness of this world even though like if you objectively compare that to like skyrim you're like what <laughs> it's like like a bunch of dots together and also too um <laughs> I I uh I personally um have tried to make some 3D sprites. And I can speak to the difficulty of that because putting one pixel out of place makes the person look like they were beaten with an ugly stick from birth <laughs> to present day. Like it's just like like you're just kind of like oh wow this one pixel changed them from having a brow to having like this like horrible crow magnum forehead <laughs> that like no mother would love you know so like <laughs> so. So the fact that they nail it so much consistently with like like oh hey this is like like very nice and and, and visually pleasing and and you know like he he looks human or at least humanoid you know <laughs> yeah I mean but, uh, if you ever actually do some of the measurements it's like my god his proboscis is monstrous like, oh yeah yeah what's no, wrong it's, with your face <laughs> yeah I cannot imagine like if they actually did like a life size you know Mario like. You know, like, like, but like human looking, you'd be like, oh, God, no, that's none of this is none of this is right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think that I mean, not only is that cartoony kind of thing, very quintessentially Nintendo, but to have one of the biggest contrasts between like that era of graphics in Nintendo in particular and modern graphics is it's just so colorful. Like everything Mm. is just vibrant and pops and like you never look at the screen and say, I don't know where Mario is. 
or <laughs> I, I don't know where the enemies are, or I don't have like a pretty clear handle on what's happening, right? Like if uh, a bullet bill yeah. comes screaming across the screen and kills you, when you die, you may have been like, oh, that was cheap. Like he just came out of nowhere, but you know what direction he came from. You know where you got hit. You know what you were doing when you got hit. Like everything is, is clean and crisp and uh, man, modern games aren't clean and crisp. <laughs> just It's like looking at the world through mud. Yeah, well, I think that's because, you know, definitely modern gaming went through that, like, we're going to take ourselves seriously and there's nothing you can do to <laughs> stop us. Like, look at how serious we are. And it's like, man, do we do we have to be? I mean, I knew we all, I know we all grow, grew up and like got jobs and but 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 maybe maybe I can use this as an escape as opposed to <laughs> like this horrible, like drudgerous thing. And also, too, I think that with modern visuals there is a degree of the complexity like you said like you can get so focused on like making things so photorealistic that you do forget the fact that this is a game which means that it requires a degree of player input so like you said like you know when things are very colorful and crisp and uh and you can very easily call out the different aspects of it it does give the player an affordance that you don't necessarily have when everything's in grayscale you know and I think a lot of times games now, now I think it would be interesting to see a game that capitalizes on the fact that they're mostly in grayscale to throw off your ability to see what's going on in the verse. Right. So that would be good for like a horror aesthetic, you know, because then like you, you don't actually get to see everything, you know, but yeah, I think that, that Mario not being a horror game, which <laughs> oh man, I, I, I mean, I'd play that and not like <laughs> Luigi's mansion, like, you know, like, actual mario horror game but anyways like i think that uh that yeah that, that the colorful visuals definitely drive home that the fact it's, it's supposed to be a fun adventure and as you progress through the game like you do see i know especially in like bowser's area like there is it's it is a lot more grayscale you know yeah there's a lot more grays and browns but but mario does not get gray and brown it's no. not like they gray and brown the universe right which well, actually is, is is a even better juxtaposition because then it's like Oh, when you're out in like, you know, the the donut plains, then Mario seems like he belongs in that environment, but when he's in Bowser's Valley, which is somehow underwater but not, and then <laughs> um, and then when you go like into Bowser's Castle or any of the the Koopa castles and everything's like all dark and brown and green like Mario doesn't really fit in. He actually pops out like a lot, which as yeah. a player gives you an advantage because you know exactly where he is in the more complicated levels where way more stuff is trying to kill you. But it also creates like the 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 mood of like he doesn't really belong here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, too, like you said, like if they had grayed Mario out, they would be like Mario had succumbed to the evil. <laughs> but no, Mario <laughs> defeats the evil, you know, like. You know, like, Mario goes into battle with his reds freshly cleaned. Yes, like he he is the mighty plumber paladin of you know like just picturing him with like his 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 pl- plunger sword and like drug mushroom shield because those are drugs right? We, they're, drugs. That a, they're drugs. They're yes. yes. drugs. Yeah. Okay. I guarantee so, you, any fan art you have ever thought of, there's already an entire like Tumblr dedicated to it. <laughs> yeah. Just just pal- uh, yeah, it probably gets like increasingly specific and they're like. Mario's a paladin. Mario's a paladin on drugs. Mario's a paladin on shrooms. Mario's a paladin tripping on this particular strain of shrooms, which is only available in Italy. And it's like, oh, oh man, yeah, this ton- is tons of reblogs. Um, <laughs> so, what about music? 
Um, the music, I, I also, I mean, again, you know, it's, they, I think they did a great job with it. I think that they do a very, very good job with like the music representing the area that you're in, you know? So like when you first start off, like it's all very like kind of happy and chippy, chipper and peppery. But like, you know, whenever you go into like a boo castle or to a Koopa castle, like the, the music very does it, the music never clashes with the aesthetic, you know? Yeah. yeah there's and, um, uh, there's some super memorable tunes. I didn't realize cause I'm only a pretend musician, uh, but somebody <laughs> told me one time that, the the type of tune that Mario's theme is is ragtime and a lot of the songs in across the Mario franchise but particularly in Super Mario World is their variations on his song so like you can hear parts of of the Mario like melody in there and and it's the the rhythm is like slow down which you know ragtime's very like peppy and upbeat so like when you slow it down it makes it like kind of somber or like haunting and then if you you know speed it up it makes it kind of like manic and crazy and and you can see (laughs) you know from the super nintendo era they had very limited storage space so not only does speeding and slowing things up and down kind of save you some 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 ram i get or some rams some rams um (laughs) but it also lends like a kind of a thread of continuity yeah no i i I, and i didn't notice any of that with my you know troglodyte (laughs) ears but uh (laughs) but uh but you know like yeah i i did think that um you know the music's very good and like honestly like you know like there are the, the the music that i am remembering the most is just you know like the like boss music you know where it's like dun 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 you know and like, <laughs> like very much so it's like 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 i can have that in my head for like hours and then like like when you beat them like the little like music so like the background music i don't remember quite as as much you know um but uh but yeah like like definitely like when they are like they, they, when they're using the music to like announce people i think that they they did a great job with that you know um yeah, Bowser and, yeah, and then, entering the the com- entering combat is like a very, and it's not. It's just wah, 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 and then you're yeah. just like, oh, it just got real. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, and 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 yeah, and they they do a, a great job. I've seen a couple of presentations. I think are very interesting on like how you can use things like so. Okay, so like like take Bowser, right? He's you know a sprite, and depending on the size of your TV, not a rather large one, you know. Yeah. Right and. And and so and even in comparison to size with Mario, he's only like two Mario's tall, right? Yeah, but, he's he's larger than you, but he's not impossibly large. Yeah, it's not like Shadow of the Colossus, where like you're not gonna be, you know, like <laughs> or or even some modern ones are like where 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 Bowser is like you know like colossal, and I mean like by D and D standards, colossal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like he's a colossal sized creature. But um, but yeah, no, it's a. Like, uh, like because of the way he emerges from you know like his little wh- whatever that is that he's flying in that his, seemed apparently his clown car thing <laughs> yeah like that was clearly a good idea and i'm sure like he was like in a boardroom and like somebody <laughs> said like and he was like look i want i want a clown car but i want there, it to fly and for there to be a propeller underneath and somebody said like yeah, you know that's insane right and he was just like get out <laughs> you're fired <laughs> yeah but anyway so like like when he slowly emerges from that because of the because he emerges slowly we attribute things that move slowly as things that are larger you know so True. between that and the slow build of the music it makes him 
feel much larger than he's at, than he actually is, which makes him way more intimidating, you know? Yeah. And they did in, in later games, they made him sometimes for like no good reason at all. Gigantic. And then in actually in super Mario world two Yoshi's Island, he, uh, <laughs> he's made gigantic by magic where he's actually like a colossal size creature, like <laughs> real big. Um, but I, I like that he's, he's a threat kind of for like seemingly no reason i mean yeah. like anything that touches mario kills him near instantly which is like a video gamey kind of thing that you just take as yeah. it is what it is but i mean bowser in unto himself does not seem to have any powers and in fact in in super mario world in particular when you fight him you don't really interact with him like he right you know in in the older games like he personally threw fire and axes at your head <laughs> but in this one he like the clown car attacks you and he throws like the little weird koopa guys that are only they're called like mega koopas i think yeah no that yeah it is mega yeah. koopas and and they show up i think in this game and then never seen or heard from again <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like terrifying like wind up toy screws in their back um, you know what? but yeah it's it's just like what what is bowser's actual threat like yeah no he's yeah he's basically throwing like mild androids at you and like <laughs> and actually within the game like i noticed because I, I i screwed this up is like i jumped up and i was like oh no i'm jumping directly into his clown car you know but <laughs> unless you actually hit the propeller even the clown car doesn't hurt you you know <sighs> so like I'm like, man, this is, you know, like, like you said, like, like mechanically, he's not very intimidating, but like, still at the same point in time, the whole time I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And side note with the Mecha Koopas, I assume the reason why you don't see them again is because they became sentient and like went off onto their own island, you know, and then eventually we're going to get that game, you know, the Mecha Koopa Island game, Mecha Koopa Rising, you know, and it's just like, like, like them, like throwing off the shackles of like the. The, the proletariat is that no it's not, that's not right anyway no, that, that'll be a game with all brown and gray and muddy graphics <laughs> uh, absolutely but yeah no i thought that uh that they did you know obviously a great job i mean like like you said like there's a million different remixes of you know all of the different mario music because it is so iconic you know so did you notice with your troglodyte ears uh when you are on yoshi the music changes mm-hmm. and when you yeah. when you get off of him you, you get the little it's like it's kind of, I think in every single level that he's in, it's the same, like, dun, 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 it's just like a little, like, hey, you're on Yoshi drum beat underneath the music. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's always the same drum beat, but I think it is always that kind of drum, you know, that like is, yeah, and it just like adds like, and actually, I, I do remember that more specifically, because at one point, I was like, jumping around, you know, having a good old time jumping through you know tubes or whatever and you know like <laughs> like all of a sudden i lost my yoshi and and like i was upset not because i lost yoshi but because i liked the music enhanced <laughs> by yoshi better so like i went out of my way and took way more risks than i should have to get my yoshi back because he i guess has like stereo equipment on him so that way you can like listen to better music so he's like so, a, yeah he's like a motorcycle with a radio like it has to be really loud because you're exposed to the environment <laughs> uh yeah yeah but um and and so and it is for that reason that i would never murder yoshi to save myself 
just it's for the music. I mean, it's not people, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, well, you know, we'll get to Yoshi in a minute because I got some weird Yoshi questions. <laughs> <laughs> Fair um, enough. So, uh, speaking of murdering Yoshi, the controls in this game, I think, are, are just indisputably tight, right? Like, yeah, it, everything works exactly the way you remember and that you would want it to in a video game. And this is another place where Nintendo is not afraid to be like, hey, um, this is a video game. So if you start jumping and then you change your mind, we're going to let you just kind of turn around in midair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like like laws of physics just completely right out the window in, 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 in so many in basically every way. But what they do <laughs> do is they do a great job always a lot like especially with the controls. There was never a time when I died when I didn't feel it was my fault, you know, yes. like. Like, I mean, like, I, I, now I, I would be sometimes be frustrated that I was put into that position, you know, where I'm just kind of like, you know, uh, I've tried this two or three times and, and that does bring me to iteration time, which I want to touch on later. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the, the, the controls, yeah, undisputably tight. Like, there was like one time where, you know, I'm like, run, 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 run. And then all of a sudden I hear that, <laughs> you know, off in the background. <laughs> and like, and, and like all of a sudden, like, I traveled back to time and I was like, you know, nine again and like, like everything tightened up and I was just kind of like, Oh, I know what's about to happen, but I was already like in mid air. And so then I like hit the down button. And so I'm now ducking in mid air and somehow managed to increase my acceleration due to gravity fivefold. Yes. You know? And I was just kind of like neat. Like I, I'm apparently a Q and I can just, you know, control the gravitational constant of the universe. Yeah, man, wearing that thing really nerds you up extra, doesn't it? <laughs> apparently does. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> I did not know that going into this, but, yeah. but, but here we are. <laughs> no, I, so I think, uh, what you're describing is one of those things that a lay person might play through the game and never realize that ducking in midair actually accelerates your descent. But if you are, uh, if you don't notice that in the swimming levels or the, the underwater sequences of larger levels, I don't know how you have gotten that far in the game because if you, <laughs> hold up when you are ascending or you hold down when you're descending underwater it accelerates you like many 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 times like in almost an oh, yes. unreasonable amount and it's even worse if you're holding anything like if you pick up a key or a block or something you just become infinitely buoyant so that if you're not actively <laughs> swimming down it just rockets you straight upward yeah, I especially love it, like, because when you grab the P boxes, we don't know what those are other than, like, infinite magic. So, so fine, whatever. But I'm pretty confident that that's a sizable copper key, right? So, like, <laughs> like that should not, like, you shouldn't pick that up. And then, like, if I was underwater and I picked up a large piece of metal and then started, like, rocketing to the surface, <laughs> I would, like, like, I'd get to the surface, like, knock off my scuba gear and be like, first of all, all all the questions like right off the top like so so many questions <laughs> but yeah no I, I definitely think that yeah the controls like like i said very tight i think that like like i said it's, it just there is at no point where you do something and you don't feel and you you feel like oh well you know i did thing a and then just couldn't recover from it you know like like you have to like really make a mistake to the point where like you can't like double back and recover and especially um, they're really generous with like platforming and this is a common like old school thing but like we're like if just one inch of my of both of my heels are on a block <laughs> I am perfectly 
like center of gravity stable on that thing, which means that yep. he has to have like calves, like <laughs> no, like nobody's business. Like it would just be all calves. But yeah, I mean, like so. So if you if you hit the block, then you're gonna you know you're gonna land on it, you know, which is is nice. So well, and this is something that I noticed. Uh, you know, trying to think of this through the lens of. What was this like to play as a kid versus what is this like to play now as an adult, knowing all we know about video games and having played, you know, modern platformers and 3D platformers and things. And uh, I remember sometime like, you know, in my 20s when I started seeing like speed runs on YouTube and, and you know, Twitch channels and things that the the spinny jump was used mm-hmm. much more heavily by people who seemed to be professional gamers than I remembered doing (laughs) and somehow that got its way into the back of my brain. And now when I play super Mario world, I spinny jump way more than I think I did as a kid (laughs) because the spinny jump served. It was like a tool. It was like, Oh, you need to break blocks that are under your feet. So you spinny jump, but there are things that I definitely did not know as a kid. Like if you spinny jump, you can jump off of a boo you can jump off of those green like hate bubbles that are in that one uh, ghost house. You know what I'm talking about? They're like the size of a King boo, but they just like float around. Yeah. yeah. If you are spinning, you become invincible to a handful of things throughout the game. Well, that's because of your angular momentum when you now there's no reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's just, it's one of those things that I have literally no memory of realizing as a child which and I know that I beat that game dozens and dozens of times as a child, which means that there is a mechanic that arguably would have made parts of the game easier. And I'm not saying like, oh, I beat it on hard mode, but it's like <laughs> there were definitely times where I died in in Ghost House trying to jump over booze when I could have just jumped off of his stupid head. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think that that's good, too, because like like you're saying is that, you know, it's a mechanic that allows for a greater depth of play, you know, but that you don't like absolutely have to master to beat the game, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that I, and, and honestly, like I played it through this last time and I I still only use the spinning jump as a utilitarian tool. Also, and this is I don't. I don't want to say this is the reason. The real reason <laughs> is that I just I just didn't use it that much. But a part of me bums a little bit because when you jump when you spinny jump on like baddies right they explode right (laughs) into a riot of dust yeah like and it's just kind of like whereas when you like jump on them like when you jump on like a coop it like knocks them out of his shell or whatever you know like that whole thing but like yeah jumping on stuff and having them explode is a little bit more viscerally unsettling (laughs) so like like, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, like, I'll just, I'll just, and, and I don't know why this makes sense to me, but it's like, I'll just flatten them like a pancake under my boot, as opposed to exploding them and leaving nothing left. Like, I'm like, I don't know why that's better, but it is in my mind. Well, you're trying to make it sound like you're going for the less violent, like, oh, I don't want to send them to another dimension, <laughs> but, but actually you want to jump on a Koopa and rip it from its spine and send it, yep. you know, flying out of its flesh and home out onto the ground yeah. where you can then grab its body and beat it to death with its own house. Yeah, I think that the murdering Koopas with their own shell is particularly like, like, that's that's just insult to injury, man. I mean, that'd be like if somebody like went, grabbed me, pulled me out of my car, threw me down and then ran me over <laughs> with my own car. And this is yeah. not Grand Theft Auto. 
But I'm just saying that Super Mario World did it first. You know? <laughs> it's true. There's uh, all that horrible violence we thought was like something that came in later. It's like, no, it was always there wearing bright colors and little stars. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, 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 yeah, definitely controls tight as heck. And what I went ahead and did was just... Um, I went and played some of some of like the these other older games, you know, just just like for funsies. And uh, yeah, no, the just like we we now consider the tightness of Super Mario's controls in a platformer to like be necessary. No, <laughs> was not the case back in the day, man. There was like some of the games where like I would like jump and I like you, you can't jump far enough. You're not sure what you're jumping onto, and I was just kind of like, oh god, this is this is awful. I played for like five minutes and just done. So well, and I, so I I have a thing about that, but I have to say one more thing about the spinny jump, which is uh, castle number four, <laughs> which is the first mm-hmm. castle that has that stupid wizard, and <laughs> the first part of the castle, the first like two thirds of the first room, are all the yellow blocks, which you can break if you spinny jump on them, and what they want you to do is allow the wizard to change one of the yellow blocks into like Koopa. And then you can go through because the only ground is made of yellow blocks, which means if you spinny jump, you are now doomed to a horrible, horrible death in lava. And what makes it so like kind of terrifying as like (laughs) an adult playing it is there's like a high line of yellow blocks that you start on top of. So you're up near the very top of the screen and then tons of empty space and then a low line near the very bottom of the screen. And then right underneath it is lava. And if you, (laughs) if you spinny jump, you can't stop spinny jumping now until you touch solid ground and there is (laughs) no, yeah. So now like you hit the, the one on top and you're like, Oh God, oh God, oh God. Like jumping back and forth, yeah. trying to think of a way out of this situation. And there isn't one you're doomed. Yeah. And so then eventually yeah. you either screw up or you run out of yellow blocks on the high line. And then you fall down to the low line and you're trying to like get up onto the neck, but you can't because there's a vertical divider that you cannot possibly get through while you're spinning. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. A little no, terrifying. It's, to me to like, like that, see, that see your death, right there. See your death. See your death. <laughs> <laughs> to me right there that is a perfect encapsulation as to why i will never go skydiving because like you know it's like you pull that chute doesn't go and now you've just got two minutes to like try to work out like how you're gonna solve this unsolvable problem and it's just the same thing because it's just kind of like like when you're starting to spin like your mind is racing you're just kind of like well, what if i this what about that and it's just kind of like no no it's okay you you made bad decisions and now you die it's fine it's fine you'll come back but but well, this this mario's dead <laughs> And you had you'd made an allusion earlier to uh, like the the speed of iteration. This is the very first part of that castle. So if you start that castle as Big Mario or Fire Mario or Cape Mario, and you immediately are like, "Ha ha! I see what I have to do. I'm going to go to the spinny jump," and then you die half a second later, you lost virtually no time because it's the very beginning of the castle. So you don't you're not angry at the game for tricking you into suicide. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. And and yeah, to to then I think lead into iteration time. Um, you know, is it? I think that that um, because I think like like yeah, controls tight, iteration time, which is something I really want to talk about. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I no, because like like is is um, you know, is I, I feel the iteration is the diff- time is the difference between like what makes like a game that like 
beats you versus a difficult game that you can beat, you know? Okay. So, like, well, because, like, you know, like, take, like, Battletoads, you know, for example. Uh. Like, you know, you've got to you, you got to get really, like, through the entire first level to then play the thing that is almost impossible to beat. And then if you screw it up three times in a row, you now get to do the entire first level again. Like, that's... Yep. That's unacceptable. And Mario, I think, in general, has a pretty solid iteration time. Like one of the things I did. So the what 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 I did is like like uh, you know all of these old secrets just stick around in your head, and I'm just sitting there like, great, no, I, I forget my wife's birthday sometimes, but I can still remember where this secret entrance is. You know, so that's yeah. That's- yeah every, everybody worth their salt knows that you go into the first ghost house, you run about two or three seconds to the right. You turn around, you run back to the left as fast as you can, and then you fly straight up, and then there's the little secret, and then you go down, and when you exit the ghost house that way, you get to the top secret where you can get unlimited one-ups and unlimited feathers so that you never have to go into a level unequipped. Right, exactly, you know? Um, and, uh, and and yeah, so, you know, like, like they, they, they do, they have, like, those little areas, so, like, the way I beat it was, and I actually didn't do the uh, the top secret thing but i did immediately go to star road and then jam through and then get to bowser and so like when i would get my butt kicked at bowser i would just go back like two or three levels get that stuff and then go right back you know so like i never like like it was like whenever i'd mess up at bowser i was probably about set back like maybe a minute you know to to go do that which is great because that lets you to jump right back into the thing that you messed up as opposed to many older games which, you know, because I think like Mario, I don't want to say Mario pioneered this, but they're very, very good with it, you know? And, and I think like in this game, they really like started to hit home with it, which is this like, this is the part you messed up on. Try again, try again, try yep. again. As opposed to like, no, 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 you have to have like, especially with like old RPGs, like you have to have like this 20 <laughs> minute long battle that you already beat, but don't screw it up because otherwise, like, because you can and, 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 and absolutely waste more of your time. So, you know, the, the, I thought that the iteration time was very acceptable, you know, well, overall. Super Mario World is the first in the series that has, uh, they have some silly name. They're like, it's like the mid gate where like you hit it. And if you're small Mario, it makes you big Mario. And then if you, uh, if you die after you've hit the gate and you like pick back up at that point. Right. So you don't even have to actually start the level completely from scratch and not every level has a mid gate because some of the levels are so short that it would be stupid or it just wouldn't fit with like the, the challenge flow, like the difficulty curve of the level. So they do an incredibly good job of saying like, not only are some of these levels going to be like longer and more fantastical because we couldn't do that on the Nintendo, but we're not going to make you replay the entire level just because there was this part 60% of the way through that caught you by surprise. You can start at the 50% mark. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean like doing, doing like little things like that, you know, are I think like really, really key. And also too, you know, I thought that the lives system kind of like spoke to that as well, because like they dude, like I remember back in, you know, like with like Mario, the super Mario, you know, like, like lives were like like you know you would you would you would you would kill somebody in front of their own parents for you know like an extra one up right like but 
but but Mario's just like like just making it rain one ups. Like I think like <laughs> I think on my first playthrough, I, I think I finished the game with like over fifty lives or something truly ridiculous, you know? Oh sure. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I was like, and and so I was just kind of like, because then I was like, okay, I'm willing to like try more fun, interesting stuff because I'm not worried about like dying outright. Like I've got at least 50, 50 Mario bodies pi- to pile high <laughs> before like I have to worry about this becoming a problem. You know. Well, there are. I mean, all, all of the Mario's going back. I think literally to the original Super Mario Brothers. There's always at least a handful of places where you can like pin a koopa shell or do some kind of nonsense that will give you like a billion extra one-ups but in super mario world not only is that stuff still present but there's just normal game mechanics that are like oh hey here's a one-up like if you collect all five of the yoshi coins hey here's a one-up if you collect 100 coins hey here's a one-up did you get 100 stars by going through the gates at the end of the level? Here's an opportunity to earn like a whole crap load of one-ups. Oh, <laughs> did, did you go down this pipe? Well, here's like this random like gambling style one-up game where you have to hit, you know, the boxes in the right order yep. and it's like tic-tac-toe almost. It's like it's just they really didn't want you to be afraid to keep playing the game. And I mean, plus it's the first one Oh wait, no, that's not. Did Super Mario Brothers three have a save mechanic? I think it does. No, does no, I don't think so. No, so Super Mario World. No, I'm thinking of the warp whistles. Is how you cheat to get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Super Mario World was the first one in the series that has a proper save mechanic. So right. even if with your just seemingly endless supply of Mario's to pile and climb out of a hole with, <laughs> if, if you burn them all. It just takes you back to wherever you saved last and you have five more lives. And and interesting, the save mechanic. I I, I thought that there was I, I first of all, yes, and, and it was that was like revolutionary for its time because like back in the day, like you needed to like like cordon off some time, you know, like shut your door. Like if you wanted to beat Mario, like you had to like set aside some time. Yeah, this, or, this know, is leave, what I'm doing today. Yeah, this this is my day. Or alternatively, leave your system on and pray that your parents didn't come in and turn it off and just shatter you emotionally, you know? Like, but, So yeah, definitely having a save mechanic. I think that's the only way that they could possibly build a game of this scale, you know? Because there's no way that you're just going to actually play through the entire thing and get all the fun secrets and all that weird stuff, you know, doing that. However, in my opinion, the, the auto-save mechanic is imperfect and and it's not as as because like at the time the way i remembered it i was like this is the best thing ever and now with the way auto saving works it doesn't work like auto saving works now which is that it doesn't save at the end of every level it only saves like when you beat like a castle or castles ghost houses uh the little castles yeah that's it yeah so what happened to me that i was just kind of like huh weird blind spot whatever and i mean i made my peace with it but like you know like i said like i went through star road so i beat all of star road and i was going through like the tubular and the rad or whatever that trippy yeah, the, the special yeah special that that whole shtick right and uh and so i actually ended up because for reasons like i, I was back at five lives so i did actually lose all of my lives and die and it's like do you want to continue i was like yeah i want to continue you know but I hadn't beaten any ghost houses or anything like that <laughs> since I got on Star Road. And so I just saw Star Road, you know, awash with my failure now. And I was like, and I was like, hmm, interesting. And like, I wasn't that upset because, you know, it didn't take me that long to get through it again. But at the same point, in time, I was like, 
Yeah, I don't know why this doesn't save after every level, only after some levels. That seemed odd to me, you know? Yeah, no, I got bit by something similar that would almost never happen in a modern game, which is I went, I opened up Star Road by accident. Like I, mm. I stumbled upon the first entrance and I was like, oh yeah, Star Road. I, I knew this was here, but like I wasn't looking for it. And then I was going in and out of the different landings to see what other levels they were near so i could easily remember like oh go to that level and find the secret exit to open up this other path but one of them is like right next to bowser's castle and i was like oh well i mean while i'm here so so i just went in like you know the because you can get directly to bowser's castle pretty early in the game and i was a little further along than that but i I was fairly early on and and I went in and I beat it and I was just like, ah, I beat it. I'm still like amazing. Screw you, Bowser. Give me back my woman, my drugs. <laughs> and, and then it starts going through the credits and I'm like listening to the music and I'm looking at all the enemies I didn't bother to fight because I sort of cheated. Not really. And then it gets to the end where it shows Mario, Luigi and Princess Toadstool. And it says the end. And I was like, yeah. And I hit start. Nothing happens. And I hit. A and B and nothing happens and I hit X and now I'm like frantically mashing all the buttons on the controller and I was like oh god I knew this I knew that this happened I beat like 20 levels between the last time I saved and when I just fought Bowser and I have to reset the system like I beat the game but I'm being punished as if I died yes yes yeah because that was the end of your story you know like like so now like you have to like you 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 have to like doctor who yourself and go back in time to prevent yourself from saving the kingdom yeah like and so i did the same thing star road and like i was just kind of like yeah sure i'll I'll just pop in and pop in kill bowser whatever you know and especially because i wanted to do that thing of it's just kind of like oh yeah you know started playing the game two hours later beat the game you know and then like now i can actually play the game now that beating it's out of the way but so so I'm sitting there, like like you said, like watching like the the final credits, and it's like saying like, oh yeah, here's all the stuff you didn't take the time to beat. But uh, the thing that I love the most is it shows like Mario, and and he lets Peach ride the Yoshi, which I think is you know very nice, right? And so he's walking, right? And you see the whatever seven nine seven I think Yoshi eggs. Yes. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So all trailing behind, and I just I turn I turned to 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 Megan, my wife. And I just said like, yeah, those uh those are all still in castles. Like the first one, <laughs> like I got that one. The rest of those are all rotting away in a castle that I didn't bother to walk into. So That's the game's lying to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't even think that they should have a completely custom ending based on how little of the game you bothered to play through. <laughs> that was, oh man, I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't because I'd be really bummed if like, like, so it shows like that and then the one egg, but like space for seven, but there's just the one, right? And then like, it's like, <laughs> like, here are all the monsters that you fought. Koopa, the end. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of funny if, if you got to Bowser's castle as quickly as possible that there are, you freed no Yoshis. So you have to just carry Princess Peach out like <laughs> over your arm. She's like riding on your shoulders with a little bridle. <laughs> yeah you yeah, know I, I like the idea that you become the yoshi and she she punches you in the back of the head to make you eat things so yeah. i mean it, you know mario knows his place so yeah you know so, that, that's a healthy relationship of, 
Yeah. Speaking of Yoshi, don't judge people, man. Some people can be into things you're not into. <laughs> so did you notice, like, did you read any of the, the little info blocks? Like the, they have a little circle icon on them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I read yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. So if, if you read some of them and if you read some of the things that are given to you early in the game, because the game gives you a fair amount of like helper text and then it, it like stops. Like it's, very front loaded like here's things you need to know about how the universe works but i don't remember that when you i don't remember think noticing this as a kid but when you free yoshi the first time he says something like oh thank goodness bowser trapped me in that egg and then like put me in that box thanks for freeing me like wait <laughs> how how did you get in there <laughs> And what about like the baby Yoshis? Like, were they trapped as babies or are you being trapped the same way that like where baby Yoshis come from? Like, how does Bowser have access to this like egg technology? And also the egg is like a quarter of your volume. So were you like Iron Maiden crushed into there? Like (laughs) what is happening? In my mind, it was always like, you know, like capsule technology or Time Lord technology, you know, like it's just like (laughs) bigger on the inside. Throw down a Yoshi egg and like poof. And then it's like, you know, like, like, and then there's the Yoshi. But But yeah, no, the But we know that that's not true because they do the like inflatable, like if you watch the animation, he like, yeah, freaks out coming out of it a little bit as, as if to say like, oh God, my neck. It's more like the genie (laughs) coming out of the lamp in Aladdin. Like, like what if what if instead he just like like okay so 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 bear with me on this he removes 90% of the moisture from the yoshi right so they're like really like just like like de- desiccated in there right and so and that's why he has to put them in the box because that's a low moisture zone so when you knock him out of the box right it immediately absorbs a lot of moisture from the air and then he floats like those old dinosaurs that you used to put into water you know yeah, no, I remember those toys as a kid, and when I put them in water, they grew to 50 times their size. <laughs> <laughs> like like the way Bart imagines them doing. But yeah, yeah, that's because, I mean, yeah, like the, they're, they're, <laughs> there's you know definitely a law of the conservation of mass, you know, violation there. Like, so well, it's one of the few times in the entire game where I felt my age. Because there's virtually nothing in this that I wasn't able to fly back to being a kid and teenager and 20 year old. Cause I mean, I've, I've replayed this game throughout my entire life. So Mm. like it, it, there was almost nothing else that I couldn't like feel myself back. Like on summer break, like sitting in my house, like eating cinnamon life straight out of the box, the way my parents hated (laughs) like playing this game for hours in front of the big TV that was in the living room. All 32 inches of it, you know? Oh, like, it, was, it was massive, man. You know, <laughs> it weighed 600 pounds. But <laughs> but for some reason, when I read that block of text, it was like, you know, oh, Bowser trapped me in this egg. I was like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> well, and also, too, the fact that, I mean, you know, like, 
you could even argue that like when he's like Bowser trapped me in this egg and then did this that and the third thing like that's Yoshi the dinosaur's best understanding as to like what <laughs> horrible fate befell him all of a sudden like he was just like wandering around and all of a sudden he was like cold and dark and like a box and like then you came around and saved him and also too though it does something I didn't think about until now really <laughs> ask the question like okay so Yoshi's like thank goodness you saved me and you're like yeah no that, 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 that's enough out of you chatty I'm gonna like ride you and like, like make you do all this stuff for me I mean like because if he's talking to you he's at least sentient enough to speak to you you know yeah their relationship is never really explicit it's just kind of understood that Yoshi is alive and sentient and has autonomy, but knows he pairs better with Mario. Well, I mean, he definitely spent an entire game saving baby Mario, right? Yeah. I mean, so that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think because, like, if you get off of your Yoshi, he just like stands there forever and waits for you. Right. Or just like Fry's dog. Yeah. Or, or. <sighs> <laughs> your monster or more likely if you get off your yoshi it's because you've sent him rocketing down into a pit and, yep. and you're jumping to safety in fact there's at least one level that you have to kill your yoshi to get to the secret exit oh absolutely there's there's a number of them where you have to abandon your yoshi just to continue on you yeah, know you gotta like climb a vine or whatever yeah and 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 i remember and actually while we're talking about the yoshis because you know there's not all Yoshis are equal, but some Yoshis are more equal than no, others. The, the like, blue one is the best one. Don't even. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. That's, 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 that's where I was driving at. Yeah. No, the, the blue one is clearly the best, right? I mean, that's the only reason to get into star road is to get, you know, <laughs> you know, blue Yoshi. Right. But, uh, but yeah, no, I did that. And then like, you know, like the next level I happened to play, like they were like, Oh, climb this vine. And I just like, I was like, I sat there and I wrestled morally with like, <laughs> I, I, I would sooner not, play the game anymore than abandon my yoshi but like <laughs> but i inevitably have abandoned my yoshi as 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 you do but i do like um mechanically what they do with the the, the purple yoshi or blue yoshi whatever because like it basically in a game where there is no difficulty setting that's playing the game on easy mode you know like yeah. if you yeah if you just want to like blow through the game and you know just be like oh i don't like this level so i don't really want to play it you just get yourself blue yoshi get yourself a turtle shell and just go you know well this is actually something i i had in my notes i want to get your opinion on is there are a lot of levels that you can just run the first 10 feet of them as cape mario and then take off and fly over the entire level and never see any of it you can hear bullet bills and things down there <laughs> but it's just like ah none of that's my problem and there are quite a few levels that have mysterious pipes that just go into the sky that make it impossible to fly over the entire level. And I kind of, as like a game player, I sort of feel like, well, if you can fly over an entire level, that's a legitimate way to beat that level. And then part of me as an adult is kind of like, eh, it's cheating a little bit. But then when you compare that to the levels that just have nonsensical obstacles that go into the infinite sky for no reason. Y you have to imagine that that's the game designer just being like, no, you're going to play this level. Like, yeah. no, no, At least get, get back bit. down on the ground. Damn it. 
Yeah, yeah. At least at least a little bit plays some of the game, you know? And like I'm 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 interested because I'm not sure why because like I said, like I'm totally fine with the fact that you can like fly over, you know, like most of the levels just because like, you know, like I said, like there there would be times where I'd come to a level and be like, Oh god, I remember this level. I hate this level. I don't want to <laughs> play this level. This isn't any fun. So you can just you you don't have to. It's basically like effectively putting a skip button into, you know into the game and then but i am i'm wondering like why sometimes the game designers say like no no this one you're gonna play the only thing i can think of is for them to say like they didn't want you know like some kids being like oh yeah super mario brothers like whatever you know you just fly over everything it's like you can't fly over everything you know maybe it's like a a a corollary to life where you know you just can't coast (laughs) through (laughs) doesn't matter how easy you have things sometimes there will be challenges so so like like are the, the 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 big giant pipes like you know that stop you from flying through the whole level th- those are like white male problems right like i can't use my magical cape to just bypass the whole thing yeah no if you if you come into the world as like an affluent cape wearing douchebag <laughs> it's like most, you know, most Koopas will just look up at the sky and be like, wow, I wish I could be an affluent cape wearing douchebag. But every once in a while, there will be someone who builds pipes for a living that is not picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> and they're oh. like, they're like, oh, did you want to fly through this part of town? I'm going to put an infinite pipe into the sky that connects to nothing. <laughs> Build onto me a pipe, five billion <laughs> cubits in height. You know, it's like... I- where does that where does that go man i mean like why, why are we doing this yeah. but, you almost want there to be a sign on it that just like a big middle finger <laughs> it's like no play the game yeah yeah play the game you spent money on this game to like and and that was something that you know back in the day it, it was like definitely like a badge of honor or pride you know it's like oh well i can beat the game this fast and i can beat the game this fast and it's like now i'm 31 i'm like i got to play a video game like <laughs> it was so like, fun yeah yay and it's like like it's like did you beat the game no but i got to play a game so <laughs> that's that's the win you know i got to play video games so yeah i even as a, a younger person speed runs especially because mo- most of my time as a kid was invested in RPGs. So right. when people talked about speedruns, it was like, you know, oh, that's I, I beat that game so fast. And I'm like, huh, then what did you do? <laughs> because like even, you know, as you said, you you beat Bowser when you get access to him for Star Road, like for funsies, but yeah. you don't then stop playing. You're like, okay, now I'm going to play the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the other things that the game did that um because it was it was very interesting to replay this game knowing some of what I know about like, you know, game design mechanics things like that. Like little things that they do to make the game easier to play, you know, but without like without doing all the hand holding that you see in a lot of modern games with like, you know, their whole like, oh, we have to have like a 15 page book tutorial that you have to read before you get to have any of your fun. You know, it's like, well, like, even so for some of the modern Mario games, if you die enough times when you start the level, it gives you like an unlimited God suit. Yeah. Yeah. That you see, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that either, because like, that's like somebody going like, 
it's okay, champ. Here yeah. you go. You know, it's like, no, I can do it. You know, like, like maybe like, I need six tries instead of five. Don't be an ass. Yeah. Stop. Stop. you like, don't, don't be the, don't be the friend who like takes the controller away from you and says like, no, I, I, I'll get this one for you, buddy. Yeah. But not um, everything is the second level of battle toads. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's like, so right off the top, right? You're starting off at, at Yoshi's house, right? And so you have like a, a binary choice, right? Go left or right, right? Now, as far as like from a game design perspective, right? Like like the the the, the one to the left leads you up to go to the PAL, right? Yeah, it's the yellow switch palace, I think. Yeah, the yellow switch palace, right? And um, so, I mean, like as far as like game design, it's not like, you know, like these two paths diverge and never read, <laughs> no, like... Like it's not two different games, right? But the thing is that that hitting that palace is like kind of important, you know. So if you make the wrong choice and go to the right, there aren't actually that many yellow boxes that are like truly meaningful up until you get past the first castle. And then right when you do that, you have a view of the Switch Palace, you yeah. know. So they they pointed out to you like, hey, that road that you didn't take, this is there. You should go check that out, you know. So realistically. If at that point you don't double back and go take go look into that, that's kind of on you. Like they didn't like <laughs> they didn't like hide it from you, you know. So it gives the player the feel of having this choice when really you don't have a choice, you know. Well, you I mean, this is another thing that Nintendo has always done really well. And in their defense, in the newer ones where you can get the super unlimited god suit, you can't ignore it. So you can just keep playing yeah. and dying and not take the super god suit, but you can beat the entire game without hitting any of the switch palaces, but there's special stuff you cannot get to without doing some of the right. switch palaces. And there's whole sections of the game that are just really less annoying if you oh, yes. hit the switch palaces. Yes, absolutely. No, I, and I know, like in um in Star Road, like there's like some of the places where they it, it it seems like you can't get to like the next area on star road without having like all of the switch palaces activated and i remember getting to one of them i'm like oh man i can't because like it, it's like a bunch of the different like switch palace blocks like all form the ground that you need to run across in order to get to like this one area yeah. unless you have the blue yoshi yes. and and i was just kind of like oh right this breaks even that delightful and you know <laughs> just like Hopped on my on my white male problems and flew right up there and just I, jammed I suppose, right on along. I I I don't have like an exhaustive list, but I suspect that there's nowhere you need the switch blocks to get to that the blue Yoshi couldn't also get to. But you would have to play the game not hitting any of the switch palaces, get to Star Road, which is after the second castle, I think is the earliest you can get to Star Road. It's uh it's the first ghost castle, I think. Oh, because it's it's a, there's a Star Road entrance in the water, isn't there? Yeah, it's it's what's well, not in the water. You have to go into the water and then it's the secret one off of that that mm. leads you to the ghost house and it's the secret one off of that. That yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you, you can get there fairly early. Um but it, it would be, again, you're kind of forcing yourself to play it on hard mode because it's like now I have to keep this Yoshi alive and I have to fly around into parts of the level that I'm meant to just casually saunter through. Right. So it's, it's I, huh. I wonder if there's anything that is completely inaccessible without Switch Palaces, even if you have a Blue Yoshi. Nothing is springing to mind. 
Yeah, I I can think of. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say I can think of one, but if you had if you had a blue Yoshi, you could you could get there, but you can't specifically can't get there with a Yoshi, which is like it's the one where like the green blocks form a vertical wall, and it has like one of those like little triangle things. Oh, yeah, you, know? where you run off it. Yeah, like like one of those uh, one of those things where I was like, yeah, but then still, if you could just yeah fly there, then. <laughs> You know, because like that's the thing is that not only does Yoshi allow you to fly like you get with the cape, but it allows you to fly with near perfect maneuverability, you know, yes. so like so, yeah, so like basically it's it's it it takes you from being in a it, it basically takes you from being a two dimensional creature to a near three dimensional creature because you can operate <laughs> perfectly in, in the in the height dimension. You know, you're not just like occasionally soaring. You're like, no, I can be anywhere on the screen. It's true. And and this does actually lend itself to the the kind of last thing I want to get your opinion on, which is, um, don't you feel like the the difficulty curve, even in the modern era, is like just buttery smooth, like oh, the because yeah. the first couple whole sections, like even through the first couple of castles, like I just played level after level without dying. I'm just running through at full speed, wreaking havoc, spin jumping, <laughs> and crushing people into a fine powder. And I I almost had like a because I haven't played this game all the way through in probably I don't know three four five years like it it hasn't been that long but it's been a little while and and I've certainly played more modern games in between the two playthroughs so I, I was kind of wondering like am I better at video games than <laughs> I thought I was like this this feels way easier than I, I expected to remember it being and then. The first time I died, it was because I had done something asinine. And then when I started dying because like the game was getting harder, I was like, oh, okay, like better not do that again. And then when I got to like later worlds and I was repeatedly dying, even though I knew full well what was coming and it, it was just challenging, I like you could just feel this like really smooth ramp up like oh things in earlier worlds prepared me <laughs> for the difficulties in these later worlds and i just breeze through them because i've played this game so many times but it, it's you really have to play the game in order almost if you're playing it for the first time because you need those skills like it's it's just oh, yeah. a, a, an excellently well-designed ramp up yeah absolutely no i think that the the, the ramp is is really really well done i think that there's just so many little things i could there's no i I'm sure that there are tons of them that I didn't catch. And even just to explain the ones that I did would take forever, but like <laughs> a bunch of little stuff, you know, like for example, the way, or let me first, every time they introduce you to a new mechanic, they do it in a safe space, you yes. know, like, so which I, I think is something that new games don't necessarily do. So like, <laughs> you know, like in new games, like sometimes you'll just like be like, oh, all right, well, I'm just going to, oh God, I died. <laughs> oh oh whoa what 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 just happened you know especially uh especially in some first person you know multiplayer shooters i can definitely think of times where i've just walked into a room and just <laughs> died and then it says it's just like here's the guy here's the kill cam that kills you and you're like oh yeah look at that wizarding guy who just appeared out of nowhere and put an arrow in the back of my head but anyways <laughs> but no is it like so um when you first get your yoshi right you like you go you kind of go through and then like there's an area that I remember being a little bit, it was a, it was a spike on the difficulty curve, right? So I was able to, to get past it, but it was because I was like, I'm familiar with the game, the mechanics, all that sort of stuff. I'm confident that most players, you know, especially at the age group and skill level that they'd be dealing with would probably have gotten tagged and would have lost their Yoshi, right? Hmm. Because like, 
like it tags you and then like there's like a cliff immediately afterwards so like i had to really get some actually i think i lost my yoshi but i had to like i was able to get him back you know but it, it took some doing you know <laughs> but but the thing is then right after that there's another yoshi you know like in a box mm. right so what they're doing is they're saying like this is what happens when you get hit with your yoshi this is the way he runs this is his trajectory i think like they do something where he like drops down so you can see that he still interacts with surfaces like it shows you exactly how the yoshi running away from you mechanic works and it says like okay and if you lost your yoshi that's totally cool here's another one you know if but not one-ups come out which raises more questions about what was in that egg <laughs> yeah like like there can be only one yoshi and like if another yoshi comes closer like he absorbs i know actually that's gonna go to a dark place um anyways <laughs> yeah the, um, well i think the the first time you get a yoshi is also the most like berry laden part of the entire game because they want you to, that's the only safe way to explain to you that yoshi can eat stuff because you get on him and you start riding and there are berries exactly at face height. And so he eats it even if you just walk past it. Right. So there's yeah, all, these, all these little things where they're like very safely, instead of a stupid little pop-up box with text in it, yeah. it's like, hey, the world just got different. Here's some of the things that have changed. Yeah, exactly. And one of the other ones that they did that, you know, from a non-Yoshi standpoint that I thought was like really cool is it's one of the first couple of levels but it's the first one where they introduce big big bill you know oh, which yeah. he's in which, like literally level one i think is he i think yes. it's, i think it's level I, I think big bill is actually a couple of levels later at least in the very first one but maybe maybe he is if you go to the left i think he's oh anyways eh. <laughs> yeah whatever um but anyway so like um basically so you like you're running and then all of a sudden you hear you know that right and so you're like what what's going on but like there's a little like drop down area right so if you're just playing the game normally there's a strong possibility that you're going to be in that area and he's going to pass harmlessly above you if you're small mario and if you're big mario he's going to hit you but he won't kill you you know so like they did a great job like especially because that's a mechanic that like happens off screen like so they they say like one when you hear this sound this is what it's telegraphing Two, this is what's going to happen. And three, it didn't kill you. And four, it happened at the very beginning of the level. So that way, even if all of these different things we did to try to show this to you without killing you does kill you, it set you back 30 seconds, you know? And like that sort of stuff is just masterful because it's definitely something that, you know, takes a tremendous amount of time, energy, and focus to do well. And and if you do it right, nobody's sure you did anything at all. Uh, So I... (laughs) This leads me to to the the final point. I think we should discuss is and if the glowing conversation we've been having is <laughs> you know proven up. So, without your nostalgia goggles on, does this game hold up? This this is objectively a good game. Like, <laughs> yeah, like like no. There's if somebody said to me like I don't like Super Mario Brothers, I think that. If I was if I was in a calm, controlled, and collected place, I would be like, I'm interested to hear you back that up because like this this you know is really objectively very good. And if I wasn't, I'd say like then I don't like you. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you need uh like little business cards that are just like our friendship is over. <laughs> so when you're in like a, a social situation where someone's like, Yeah, you know what, I've played Super Mario World when I was a kid. I just never really got into it. You can just hand them, you know, shake their hand, leave that card in their hand, and then just walk away forever. 
Yeah. And that was never seen or heard from again. Yeah. I cannot imagine. I can. And, and, and this is something I'm sure that we'll run into a number of times. I can definitely imagine people saying they don't like this game. I cannot imagine somebody saying that this is a bad game, you know? Yes. Yeah, yes, this 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 is something I I find with uh, even my mediocre powers to critique something. When you are discussing something with someone, they're like, "Well, I just thought it was bad," and it's like, "Wait, do you mean <laughs> you didn't enjoy it, or that objectively this thing is bad at being the thing that it is?" And like, "Well, it's just not a very good thing." And I'm like, uh, "I still don't feel like we understand each other," yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because but- you you cannot deny the 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 controls the visuals the the music the the thoughtful level design and i mean it, super mario world is is my favorite super mario game no question um certainly out of the 2ds but even going back to the original and on into the modern games like this is just something mario has always had going for it is is the thoughtful level design absolutely oh yeah no Mar- mario's levels design is something that like i i've seen videos on top of videos that like break it down and and like every time i see a new one i'm like it's just kind of like you know <laughs> like oh man i knew this level design had reserves five ten times at the <laughs> most you know but in fact i was only noticing one percent of the thought that actually went into it because like my god you know like some of the things that they, they're like you know like actually the thing that's really interesting about this is that you know like everybody's going to do thing a is that what you did i'm like that is what i did it's like the reason why they know you're going to do that is because this other stuff and it's just kind of like wow like even like the first time you get your cape right you know like the 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 guy who's like flying like the koopa the flying koopa that like flies at you yeah yeah he runs 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 so so if you're moving along a normal path he's going to jump over you to like continue his flight path you know so like like you get to see this new bad guy and as long as you don't jump at him, which you're probably not going to do, he's just going to fly past you. You know, you're like, hmm, wonder what that was about. And then it's like, well, like, you know, now that we've shown you that, here are ways that we can engage you with this new thing that you now know how it works, which is why you never get to the point where you're like, that was complete BS. Like, I can't believe that they did that to me. It's like you always feel that when you die, that it was your fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very rare in any Mario game, Super Mario World included, that you're like, oh, that was, you know, controller embedded in the sheetrock. Like, that <laughs> that was unfair. The game cheated. Like, I'm taking my controller and going home. You know, Jim, we're not friends anymore. Like, that's <laughs> that's just not the kind of thing that happens. And I can actually name the one exception in my mind is... uh and I haven't played every single Mario game, but Super Mario Galaxy 2, mm. I, I felt was unfairly difficult. And I mean, I'm willing I'm willing to accept that maybe I'm just a bad video game player, but I cannot think of any other Mario game where I ever thought this is unfairly hard. Like I am I'm not even able to enjoy this because the challenge is so extreme so early on in the game. And yeah it's just it's weird <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean like I, I certainly and like there's always gonna be hits and misses and you know places where like they they stumble but yeah generally mario as as a general rule and certainly mario world can be held up as like you want to learn level design break down each one of these levels because and actually one of the things that i i personally noticed was um i, I their level design is good enough that i always felt safe 
Like, not like there was no stakes. Like, I, I wanted to play. I wanted to win. But, like, I never really felt like when I was going into an unknown situation, I never really felt like I was just going to die suddenly, you know? Like, yeah. I was always willing to, like, kind of go into a new area and, like, kind of, like, feel, feel really explore the space, you know? <laughs> like, but, like, <laughs> like, like with some games, like I, I'd be like super hesitant, you know, because I'm like, I could just like die suddenly. But like with Mario, I just never felt that way. I'd be like, at one point, I remember like, it's it's the first cave level where like they had like those moving platforms, right? Mm, yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what time it is? It's time for me to run ahead, and not check anything, you know? So I did that. <laughs> and I saw like this, like, like the cave, like going to like crush me to death. And, and I like literally, you know, did the Indiana Jones leap of faith where I just like, <laughs> I was like, no. No, the game wouldn't kill me like this because while what I did wasn't like the best idea, it wasn't so stupid that I deserved to die for it. And sure enough, it stopped like right before it crushed me and then came back up and it was just kind of like, hey, the next one is not going to stop. And I was like, no, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, things in this game can crush you. Some of them look like this. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely, definitely worth a play. You can take your nostalgia goggles off and look at it with a very firm, focused, uh, laser vision corrected eyes because, you know, we're 30 now. Um, <laughs> and, and I still think it, it, it still, it still shines. So, so what do you think? Do we have a plan for what we're going to play next time? We had discussed, uh, um, like so we went we went big with like the the SNES so we figured we could go big with like the Genesis title of of Sonic Sonic 2 I think so I feel a little bad skipping the first one and and saying it took until Sonic 2 to be on uh, on the same um pedestal as Super Mario World but uh no I don't feel that bad Sonic 2 is just way way better than Sonic 1 in like basically every way that I can remember, so I'm a little excited to find out how wrong I could potentially be. Yeah, no, I, I really want to see that, and, and especially I think that it's good to play like a another big name title, and then we'll 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 pull it back and play some more like weird obscure stuff. You know, another big <laughs> name title, the one that is like in another platformer to to then, then kind of like do like a side by side with like Mario, because like obviously we wouldn't shut the hell up about how amazing Mario was. <laughs> so I'm interested to see like. Okay, so we have like what is now both well technically both a ten and a zero, but it's come on, it's the ten, you know, it's a ten, it's a ten. So I'm interested to see like like okay, now with Sonic, are we looking at like another ten? Is it a nine? I'm I'm thinking, you know, like forming a hypothesis, right? So I'm not like gonna let it color <laughs> my my thing. I'm more than willing to throw it out. I'm thinking Sonic's gonna probably come in at about a five and a half. I Ooh, guess. harsh. Yeah, no, I remember, I definitely remember when I played Super Mario, like I said, like, I, I remember, like, enjoying it, having a lot of fun. Don't remember any of those rage moments. I do remember those rage moments with Sonic. So, you're not wrong, but <laughs> I, I I think, you know, un unless you had one of those friends who's was just, like, making it rain cartridges, like, most people had, like, a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo or a Genesis. Um, and I was lucky that I had friends with different systems, but at the time, uh, Sonic two was like the game I had a Genesis. So that was like my jam. Like I have friends who like Mega Man was their jam or Super Mario was their jam or Sonic was their jam. I was a Sonic kid at that time. So 
I definitely have big, thick Coke bottle nostalgia goggles on <laughs> for Sonic 2 in particular, not just the whole franchise, but it's, uh, I don't know. You've got me a little worried. It'll be interesting to check it out. <laughs> well, well, excellent. So Sonic 2 it is. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent. Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the end of a smile You realize again What you lost for a while 